Hello and welcome to Criticism is Dead, a weekly culture podcast about what we're watching and what it all means, if it means anything at all. I'm Pelin Keskinua, screenwriter and producer. I'm Jenny Jijong, culture writing critic. This is Succession Sendoff, our special series following along Succession's fourth and final season. Today we are talking the most recent episode, episode three, Connor's Wedding. <sighs> Do you, you notice how somber we both are, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, we're missing just our off normal, this intro uh, alone. Pep in verve, I think, just the high of an episode. If that tells you anything, um, yeah, for real. Again, as always, there will be spoilers here. Like there are always spoilers, but this is going to be a very big spoiler in case you haven't seen this yet. So please yes. go watch the episode first. Yeah. So just to summarize what happened, as Connor's boat wedding festivities are beginning, Logan calls Roman and orders him to fire Jerry. While Logan skips out the wedding to go to Sweden and sort out the Gojo deal. On the boat, the kids get a call informing them that their father collapsed on the plane and is getting medical attention. Um, yeah, dot, huge dot, spoiler. Dot. So <laughs> stop listening if you haven't watched this yet. And if you are somehow living under a rock. But this is the episode that Logan dies. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Are you I expecting really, it? I mean, I knew... I think we we both knew that it was coming at some point. At, you know, mm-hmm. we had our we have our death watch, um, but I am surprised by how surprised I am that it took place so early in the season. I know. I think I, I completely underestimated the writers. And looking back at it, thinking about you know, as Jeremy Strong says in the the after credits, like HBO Max, um, little bit of commentary. He's like, it makes sense dramaturgically. It does make sense dramaturgically. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking died when he said that, yo. I know, oh, I love him. God. But, I mean, I yeah, him. it makes sense because what else are they going to do? And yeah. this is what's, you know, truly the big boss is gone and now everything, it's like a fight to the death. It's the final scrap. Yeah. yeah. It's just fascinating because I think, like, ripping the band-aid off this early obviously leaves room for a different kind of fight for the remainder of the season, Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it totally makes sense. But more than anything, it's the way that I think there's just this legacy making that we have been told over and over again with Logan. And we all believed it. And, you know, obviously in the performance with Brian Cox, like we, you can't not believe it. He is that, you know, monster, like Roman says that he is. And then for it to end up the way that it did, um, did you cry? No, but I think I came, I came, I didn't cry. I think I was in shock, but I was extremely right. touched by some of the reactions. I'll say the one that really did me in, like just got the emotion tides rising the most. And there yeah. was floodgates in there was um, when Shiv says daddy in that like choked voice of just like yeah. pure, like reverts back to little girl, childhood, daddy's girl. Just that instant. And then, you know, yeah. the whole episode was a continuation of roller coaster of that. Yeah. I started crying pretty early on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, I think like the genius of this is the way that he dies is so deeply ordinary yeah. and can happen to absolutely anyone, which, you know, we've talked about these characters before in this world. Like, they're not real, they're aliens on this world. Like, they're the 1% of the 1%. We can never relate to them. Except we do, and that's the genius of the writing. But in this moment, 
basically in one of the worst days of their lives like they were just like anybody and yeah you know me like i <laughs> my, my father is not on a jet somewhere going to sweden just you know to sort out a deal or anything but i live very far from my parents and this is my worst nightmare yeah. and i know that like many people have gone through this like just the the way that you know, you're trying to talk through phones and you're trying to figure out, like, the answers and the information, yeah, the like clarity. the most fundamental, like, is he still breathing? Is he alive? Is he dead? And Right, right. And you can't get to him either. Like, they're stuck. They're literally, like, like people will call this, like, a bottle episode or you call it a boat episode. They're literally stuck. Yeah. Stuck all the way up there. Yeah. And there's yeah. no way for them to get to them. So they're just, yeah. like, all yeah. they are is, like, this tiny voice of the speakerphone. Yeah, and... You know, they're so specific, specifically themselves in this too. Um, despite the fact that I deeply relate to the way that they're navigating that phone call, there's also just something inherently, obviously, like privileged about the way that they're navigating it, which is that they need this to not be happening. And so they need all the resources available to them to make sure that they prevent this from happening. And it's just, it's impossible. Like they are thousands of feet in the air. And just the impossibility of that. The thing that, the thing that I kept thinking about, um, as like a running thread is, you know, Succession's dialogue has long been known for, uh, the way that the people talk to each other is very indirect, you know, like it's all about, um, what's not said, um, or like what they're all skirting around. Like they come across that, like they, they come against that rather, um, quite clearly here where they are just trying to, <sighs> skirt around the fact that their father is dying and slash dead um roman well he, yeah roman denial. is deeply in denial the most yeah. which of course like all of these decisions these are writing decisions they all reflect how each character you know actually feels about their father and in mm-hmm. the relationship to him roman was yeah he was very much you know you could see at the end that he was the closest with his father um Mm -hmm. professionally Mm -hmm. personally and so this hit him just extremely hard in a way that and then you see like shiv she is the daddy's girl like all of a sudden it comes flooding back you see kendall who is heartbroken and devastated but also there is the glimmer of like relief he's actually free finally from this person who had been his protector but also his biggest tormentor right yeah and I think, like, obviously what we're going to see for the remainder of the season is, like, who is he now without his <laughs> primary antagonist in his life? Mm-hmm. You know, like, who is he yeah. going to be? Well, he's making moves. Like, this is the episode. He's the one to make moves. Yeah. He's the most put together out of all of them. And they're both looking to him, too, which I, f- I found, like, fascinating. Yeah. Just how, how... He becomes big brother mode, yeah. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. Like, they obviously all revert back to their inner children, but, like did it ever go away it's just like they were always i guess hiding behind their bravado and they just can't anymore so everyone just kind of reverts back to that role um you know what broke my heart dude when roman realized he didn't say i love you you. to his dad and i rewinded to double check and he didn't and i was like Mm. oh fuck yeah and he just he and he he's scared that he's his voicemail is the thing that did him in too. And yeah, 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 yeah. Just everything about that. Roman, I mean, this episode was such a masterclass and not just, you know, writing and direction, but also the performances. It really, it strips each character bare and the, the actors, they have to 
reach into just like the most naked vulnerable parts of themselves and i think yeah. it was so so excellent yeah i mean emmys across the board you know what i mean like even yeah, fucking yeah like everybody everybody was was incredible um carrie can, can, i mean can we carrie's Yo, reaction carrie. was just <gasps> oh my classic God. classic no like, i, could I mean not it, expect it, anything any any less from her no, and you need the mixed bag of reactions to grief, you know? Like, you need yeah. to see all the facets of it. There's always going to be one person that is, like, giggling because the shock is just doing them in. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I really liked um, this decision. Again, like, going back to the very ordinary way this happens, out of the blue, mm-hmm. I really like how little they show Logan, Brian Cox. Yeah, me um, too. You know, me it's too. just... He's yeah. not even there for most of it. You get these tiny flashes later on of, of his bare chest and it's, it, it's, you know, a punch to the gut every time that happens and then wheeled away in a body bag. I thought that was so, so smart and like just a perfectly yeah, same. geniusly anticlimactic way to, to pull up this biggest climax, um, at yeah. this point. It's just, it's, it, I think in that HBO Max part, the thing that Brian Cox said about like, that's kind of like, it's like a stand-in for life you know like you have so much potential and so much that you've done and then it's just over um and you know logan as a character in this world is a titan until he isn't Mm -hmm. um and that's just yeah how did you feel about the way that only roman went to go see his dad yeah i mean again i very reflective of all you know the places that they're at um again like i think he is he has been the character to show the most amount of a certain kind of like familial love or yearning for familial love and for his dad's approval and for you know his dad to pat him on the head and say i love you and so this is just like one final you know daddy's daddy's dearest um daddy's you know best boy this is it's roman till the end at this point yeah I really like the little interactions with the peripheral characters. Um, Mm -hmm. The conversation with Kendall and Frank was so beautiful and it made me cry all over again because it was like... I mean, Frank is like his quasi-father figure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the way that he, you know, Frank frustratedly like actually just slams his hand against like the cabinet or Mm -hmm. whatever because he's just like, it's like he doesn't know how to say to this boy that his yeah. father has died um yeah. and it's just it's so different to like how jerry and roman uh, navigated it yeah. and that was really heartbreaking i mean there's like, their relationship severed the moment like that dick pic was sent isn't that crazy it's just such a such a difference oh um it was quite yeah. and how roman you know was reaching out and you know started to try to you know confide in her you know i'm i'm really sad and jerry she has just been fired by this guy like half an hour ago so she is pretty yeah. much like out of there and also like is she fired you know well <laughs> so, no one was there to hear it right so it, yeah exactly it didn't even if, exactly. if like an executive is fired and the person who gave the orders to be fired is is dead did that really happen no probably yeah, not right in terms of the way that it shifted from obviously this shocking news into yeah like this is gonna affect the markets and this is going to affect the business and what do we do next and how do we release a statement and how do we basically tell the world that this has happened and then just brace for the tsunami 
that yeah. that's going to come next. Yeah, we got a we got a kind of preview or taste of this in earlier seasons because especially early on, you know, Logan's health was not good. It has not been good. So it almost felt like, you know, we we kept edging towards that and then drawing back, edging towards and he's I mean, every time he's back and more ferocious than ever before. But yeah, now yeah. this is happening. The fact that lives are so tied up in the financials of it that they they don't have any room. The reality is they don't have any room to breathe, to grieve, to to do anything, and they have to start making their moves already and start just like circling like sharks, or else they yeah. are going to get eaten, basically. Yeah, and once again, like Kendall had the most astute observation of like what was going on. He was like, "This is forever going to be the day of like what we did the day our dad died." Yeah. Um, the thing that's going to happen now, I'm guessing, for the rest of the season is that it's going to be the kids versus Jerry, Frank, Carl, and Tom as, like, the C-suites. I think it's going to be free-for-all. Or like, or you you, do you think the, the kids are going to stay united front? I think so. Mm. I think this is the thing that brings them together for real, for real. And I think this the their father's death is what actually makes them nut up and become the kids that their dad always wanted them to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, emotionally, that makes sense to me as a narrative arc. So, hopefully, I mean, I know that, like, we saw the preview scene and it kind of does seem like there's a bit of a split going on. But, no, I think that's just tactics um, for Madsen. Uh, but I'm excited to see Alexander Skarsgård again, just being a fucking dickhead in yeah, some mountains in Sweden I, somewhere. I'm excited to see his <laughs> character, to see Mencken, like, all these sort of loose threads from previous seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. finally get yeah. worked back in. I also want to shout out, like, Connor's reaction. Like, again, sad boy Connor. His very first, the very first thing in his mind is, you know, he never really liked me. <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah, but geez. Yeah, Alan Ruck, I think, has always been not playing second fiddle to the, to that trio, but certainly, like, I don't think he's gotten enough flowers of being on this show. And there's just that scene where he finds out and that aftermath of it, like, he looks horrified, you know, like, he looks completely broken, especially when he's like, I, I, I could never do anything to make him proud of me, or, like, whatever he said that was, yeah, like, Yeah, he tries lines. to walk so back sad. the harshness of his previous completely, like, unfiltered thoughts. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the character, <laughs> I guess, to the extent that anyone yeah. can be, because he and Willa still, you know, that shot of them afterward, then in the almost empty, you know, like the aisle and them dancing and, and their wedding attire. I thought that was a brief but really necessary and really nice uh, moment to include. Yeah, I agree. How do you um, how do you feel about Tom in this? Because, mm. you know, I think Matthew McFadden is obviously so good and clearly has that in him as a person of being like such an empathetic person that can be comforting to Shiv and like to the rest of the family. But he does some things, right? Like he makes some moves, I would say. Yeah, he's he's always making moves, honestly. Like Tom is he has proven himself increasingly to be capable of floating with you know, swimming with the sharks, and he might yeah. even himself be one of those sharks. So I think yeah, this is very on par with what we've seen him become. And I I do think it's still like, the fragility between him and Shiv as he, like, 
they're divorcing, but still like there's a shred of like love and wanting to provide Shiv some comfort, but not really knowing how to. I thought that was really, really smart and really good writing as yeah. well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Tom is making moves and he's always going to have his little, his little Greggy with him too. Like Greggy, the little, like Greg is definitely the, like his behavior. He's the one who inadvertently leaked it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was a shot when, um, when the plane landed where you see Colin. Yeah. And then you see, the and then you like, see Carrie. Dog. Yeah. And then you see, and then you see Tom and I'm like, look at all these untethered little dogs. Just. Yeah whatless not knowing what to do with themselves yeah i'm really curious to see what happens with tom i think he's truly fucked cool so i guess let's get into our recurring bits although we might have to retire one of them at the end of this uh so let's start out who was your daddy's best boy this week i think i'm gonna go with kendall Mm. i think kendall really surprised me i don't know i like roman's reaction was the most heartbreaking, certainly, but I think there's just something... I'm, I'm kind of proud of Kendall. I don't know. It sounds silly, but I'm very proud of how he handled all of this. So far, TBD. He still has uh, still have many more episodes to go. Um, <laughs> what about you? Who was your uh, best boy? Yeah, I agree. I think Kendall as well, because this is basically... It's like a we're kind of doing a full circle back to Kendall closer towards the beginning of the series, like Kendall making moves, yeah. Kendall planning things out, Kendall having actually some sense of business vision or like an overall yeah, acumen. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of acumen there. I think again, like his father has been such a just weight on his shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. So this really, mm-hmm. he can finally move forward to do some stuff. So yeah, Kendall yeah. can be daddy's best boy this week. So then disgusting boy our our villain or the person that we didn't like as much who was that for you this episode i think that maybe this is an easy dunk but i'll go for greg again uh just because (laughs) you you know you can't be chatting up like a reporter like lady reporter and and you know talk about confidential information within earshot and that's just like don't be a fucking idiot greg uh so he is the disgusting boy of the week I'm going to be mean. I'm going to say Jerry mm. for my disgusting boy. Why didn't she give him a hug? <laughs> <laughs> she gave the boy a hug, you know? Uh, I don't know. I just I was just was expecting her to kind of surpass. I mean, it's just tough because, you know, like people like Jerry, like, the, you know, the dinosaurs, as the kids call them, this is what they do. This is their world. They understand. They're prepared. Like a death like this is something that they know have probably been through before yeah. sometime in their careers you know like it's uh it's nothing to them it's just business but um i really you know i really thought that there was affection there for him and i guess it died because obviously she spooked him with his dick um and, and her job security i just i don't know in those moments you know when you're just like can you just like look aside and give him a hug but never mind i respect it at the same time but yeah i think i think her for me death watch so we're going to pivot Death Watch now that the death has happened. Although TBD, another one might happen yet. Uh, I will be very surprised if it does. But let's say it has happened. We are pivoting Death Watch to Succession Watch because this is ultim- ultimately what it's going to come down to. Who do you think is going to wear the crown at the end based off of just this episode? Alone? Oh, shit. This is so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, at this point, I'm going to say like, 
Matson. Like the I'm gonna say like everything yeah. I, I think everything will just be stripped for parts, there will be nothing left, and like the kids will not have you know, they'll have to find something else. That's what I'm yeah. where I'm going right now, just based on my feelings yeah. currently. What about you? I think Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry making some moves. I don't know why. Yeah, I think I think there's just something very poetic about someone like Jerry taking over and like winning over the kids. I just yeah. think the kids right now, like they're very sad and they love their fathers um and they all are obviously doubling back on how they felt about him but i think they're all um pretending as though what they were not was in fact yes estranged uh even though they're denying it and i think the board will remember um, and i think jerry will certainly remind them over and over again and i think like the fact that she was fired has just lit a fire under her probably i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see so yes. that concludes this week's Succession Send-Off. As always, uh, stay tuned for our regular episode coming later this week as well. And next week, we'll be back with another edition of Succession Send-Off. See you next week. Bye. Bye.